Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Money in Integrity podcast presented by worklifemoney.co. My name is Kimberly Van. I'm a career mindset coach and the founder of worklifemoney.co, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills to meaningfully make and manage your money to create work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding you back. And today, I'm going to be talking about how to stop overthinking in your career. And this is something I struggled with for an extremely long time. Like I am the type of person to overthink everything. I like would sit in the grocery store and like try to compare two different like pestos to decide what to buy. And they were only like a 75 cent difference, but because it was like me and the 75 cent difference um, also crossed a dollar amount, I would like look at it and analyze two pestos, which actually looking back on it, it takes more of my time and energy than just picking one. So I really overthink everything. I overthink things in my career all the time. And this was something I really struggled with until I started working on it. And I didn't really realize how much overthinking was holding me back until I saw the results of it in my career. And this is something I really wanted to talk about because I see it so much in the work-life community when I talk to people in the audience. And I also see it a lot in my own clients as well. And it is something I continue to work on because the first thing I want you to know when we're talking about overthinking in your career is it's not something you just switch off in your head. Like, it's not like you listen to this episode and you just go, okay, now I'll never stop overthinking ever again. It's something that for me, I personally constantly manage. And what happens is I can catch myself doing it and then I can respond accordingly. And I know what when it's happening instead of letting myself like indulge in that analysis. So Overthinking, the reason why I wanted to really focus this episode on it is because it's expensive. And this in this um, podcast is called Money and Integrity. And overthinking is not only mentally exhausting, it just costs you all these opportunities and sleepless nights about events and things that haven't even happened yet. And um, overthinking for me in my career can look like so many different things. One of them is like, I used to really be notorious in like when I write emails and editing them and like the word choice because I really wanted to make sure that it was crafted correctly. And like, honestly, it's just an email. I sent many, many emails every single day and the people who are reading it were just like reading it for the context, reading it for the information. They weren't obsessing over every little, um, the over the syntax or like, overanalyzing it like it's an email most people get a lot of emails each day but it was something I spent so much time on and then like it would just like put me back hold me back in like my um, time management because I was spending so much time on these little tasks that didn't really need to have this much time but what the uh the downside of overthinking is is it is so prominent. I see in a lot of my own clients and myself is because it is beneficial to an extent as well. In my career, I also read contracts. I'm also very detail oriented. So overthinking can be good in that sense, as in being very analytical, right? Making sure I get all the information, getting all the context of it. So it has served me for one purpose in my life. Unfortunately, though, I'm really having to learn that 
it's not serving me in other areas of my life, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And now let's just get into the episode. So the first thing that you need to do to stop overthinking in your career is really stop beating yourself up over it. Before you look at how to stop overthinking in you know, your future, it's really important to look back on how you're currently evaluating your past self and your career decisions. One thing I hear a lot, especially from people who are like too scared to change careers, is that they are scared to waste, quote unquote, their education. And looking back at their career history with a lot of disappointment, because they continue to do what they feel is right. And they continue to beat themselves up over that decision that they made um, to get a certain degree and maybe take loans out for it. But there are so many career decisions that personally I could look back on. And honestly, I would have probably chosen a different major. If I am 100% honest with myself, if I looked back on my career path, I'm not going to say my career path is perfect because I don't want you to think that you have to have the perfect career path um, and the perfect linear path in order to have a successful career. I definitely didn't. And if I could go back, I probably like, honestly, like I'm happy with how I'm really happy with how things turned out. And I know and understand that I wouldn't be here if everything hadn't worked out the way it was. But there were a lot of majors in that I didn't know about when I was in school. So it wasn't really presented to me. I still would have definitely done a liberal arts degree. Um, I actually um, did business. I got into a business school and I got into a liberal arts um, uh, degree and I chose the liberal arts degree. And there are so many things that now as an adult, I see the importance of. But I didn't see that importance when I was younger because when you're younger, all you like are given as options a lot of times are like very basic career options like a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant or an engineer, you know, like the big um, careers in each field, in each major, right? But it is so important to stop beating yourself up over the past career decisions because that is how you will treat and take action in the future. If you are always beating yourself up and feeling guilty about past career decisions that have already passed, right? Like we can't, no one can go back in time. Then it makes it really difficult to move forward without overthinking. And another example of this, for example, is like, I have had so many embarrassing interviews. Like I talk about interviews nowadays and I can talk with that with a lot of confidence because I have done really bad things in interviews. Like I've said really embarrassing things I've rambled on. Um, uh, I've not sold myself correctly. I've messed up. I like, I've done, I've made a lot of mistake in, in um, job interviews, which is why I'm so like passionate about sharing that type of information now on worklifemoney.co. But it, and it can be easy to say, oh, like if I had just not messed up that interview, if I had just gotten that job, then like my career success would look so much more different, for example. But I look back on everything and um, that, you know, it had led me to here. And I don't, and this has been something that's been very um, uh, hard for me. And it was hard. For, I've only been able to do in the last couple of years is I don't, you know, judge myself on the information I know now back then, if that makes sense. So yes, there are majors that I would have loved to have considered more of, but I've only learned about those majors like later into my twenties. So I'm not going to judge like the 
18 year old version of myself or a decision that like I didn't have enough experience to know that this was a career, that this was a job, that all of this was happening, right? Like I didn't know any better. Um, I didn't have that uh, as much life experience as I do right now. So when you look back, when you want to stop overthinking in your um, career, one of the things I really want you to think about is stop beating yourself up and remind yourself, I made the best decision with the information I had. So when you look back at everything that you've done, even if you know it came out as an embarrassing result and you're still beating yourself up about it and you're using all, utilizing that to ration with yourself and sorry, rationalize with yourself and justify yourself on overthinking in the future. I really want you to remind yourself, I'm making the, I made the best decision with the information I have. And that way you can move forward with thinking, I am making the best decision with the information I have. So when you get stuck in that analysis paralysis of overthinking something in your career, you can say, I'm making the best decision with the information I have. And in my personal example, like I gave at the beginning, now, whenever I write emails, I know that like, there's so much email exchange, like I, I'm emailing like all day. So there's so much emails exchange back and forth. So when I write an email, and I just press send, I just think I'm making the best decision with the information that I have right now. Maybe I get different information later on. Maybe I, um, and then I send a follow-up email and say, oh, never mind, you know, um, please disregard this section um, and do this instead, you know, or something along those lines, right? Instead of like just completely trying to wait until I have all the perfect information and then I don't email someone back at all and they think, hey, is what what's Kim doing? Like, where is she? She hasn't replied to anything yet. And so that's why when you are starting to look at overcoming overthinking, the first thing that you I want you to practice and remember, this isn't practice. So it's not a switch that happens overnight is to stop beating yourself up and being really aware um, of how you speak to yourself and how you judge your past decisions, because that energy and that way of thinking is how you're going to be able to move forward in your decision making, because then your past self, like, sorry, then your future self, when you're making a decision, won't beat yourself up about it. They'll be like, oh, you were just making the best best decision with the information you had. Now, the second thing I want you to think about when you are overthinking in your career is actually what situation you are preempting. And yes, I I just know how ironic that statement sounded because this episode is like about how to stop overthinking at work and I just, I'm giving you more things to think about. But hear me out on this one. When we overthink, we are trying to prepare ourselves for a situation, right? And I gave an earlier example about, you know, sending an email, which is actually a pretty quick decision if you really think about it. But there are also a lot of more like long-term decisions out there that we really try to justify with ourselves that, um, you know, need we need to overthink about, um, such as making a career change, um, going back to school, applying for a job, moving somewhere for a job, or even starting a side business while working a full-time job. And P.S., if that is something you are interested in, I did a three-part episode series on this. And so that is episode 55, 56, 
and no, sorry, that's 54, 55 and 56 on the podcast. So I will link that stuff in the show notes if that is something that you are interested in. But coming back to it, when we are overthinking, we're trying to prepare ourselves something, right? And usually we overthink out of fear and out of caution. Like, I just need to have all of the information. I just need to, um, in order to make this decision. And I need, really need to keep taking in the information. And what we're really doing is we're trying to make the best decision possible, right? And to do that, we're actually trying to avoid something. I know it doesn't seem like it all the time, but usually we're trying to avoid a feeling of like disappointment, a feeling of shame. So if you wanted to change careers, you might think, oh, I need to research all about this other career because that's the important thing to do. But the situation that you're preempting to avoid is maybe that um, uh, feeling of maybe guilt that, you know, you changed careers and it's still not something you really want. Um, Maybe a feeling of disappointment you get there and it's not that great actually. Or maybe you're actually um, uh, preempting a situation of shame. Like you do want to change careers, but you don't want to disappoint anyone and you don't want to do it and then like fail because that would be really embarrassing, right? So when we are actually overthinking, we are trying to um, avoid a feeling and a, a situation that will invoke that feeling. And for me, a lot of times would be I, when I was changing careers and I actually made my big career change in February, 2020, I was um, feeling guilty about wasting like my a certain level of education that I had accrued at that time because I was on a certain career trajectory up until February 2020, and actually, I um, uh, my dep- my employer was actually paying for my additional. Um, sort of certificate on top of that. So additional education, like a hundred percent. And they had taken like, that was also a big career move for me as well. And they had taken a risk by like, you know, hiring me on um, because there were people with a lot more experience. And I know this from uh, for a fact that there were people with a lot more experience than me and I kind of leapfrogged and they kind of took a chance on me and I got there and I decided this is not really what I want and I'm already like kind of going down this path and I was getting like like um, uh, promotional opportunities I was getting all the things right I was checking all the boxes but deep down inside it was not making me happy um, and the feeling that I was in the situation I was really trying to avoid was just this feeling of like disappointing other people because in that previous job, I had fantastic managers. I had such great leadership. I had learned so much and they did so much for me that I felt guilty about leaving. And I just didn't want to feel that, like I didn't want to disappoint anyone because I'm a natural people pleaser, obviously, right? So when I really came to the, you know, terms that that was a situation I was avoiding and 
really also reconciling with myself that the people that I was working with are fantastic, were fantastic people, right? And actually, when I met, sat down with my head manager and told her I was leaving and told her what I was doing, and I was making this career shift change, she was so happy for me, right? And I really, like, I never actually thought that process through. I was like, she has been the type of person that has been so supportive of me through everything, I think that if I decide to do a career change, she's not just going to go 180 on me and say like, I'm a terrible person or anything like that. If anything, she was so happy for me. And like, I don't think that I've ever had a job where I actually told you I'm quitting and my manager told me I'm so happy for you and gave me a hug, right? Like, you know, so like, because she was that type of person the whole way through, why would she have changed midway through my career, right? And so- when I really reconciled with that decision, I was like, okay, the situation I'm preempting is not really that scary. And even if she had a bad reaction, if my old manager had a bad reaction to my career change, it that feeling, like, I mean, it would have felt disappointing for the two, actually three weeks that I stayed there, but um, like it would have dissipated. It would have gone away in three weeks in terms of like my career, like, um, fulfillment on my whole like grand scheme lifetime like it's very little it's like nothing right and I was just having a conversation with this with one of my clients as well is because she was um, uh, trying to avoid a decision trying to avoid doing something out of uh, fear of some uh, situation that would arise and when she actually thought it through she was like there is a 0% chance of this happening. And we had a really good laugh about it on our call because she was like, when I did that, I realized there is actually 0% chance that this would ever happen. And I don't know why I was so scared of the situation. And that happens a lot because our brains are trying to protect us. So when you are looking at stopping overthinking, it's just so helpful to think about what you are going to, what you are trying to avoid, right? And more often than not, this is not the hardest thing you've ever had to do, right? Um, you've probably been through like a life experience, more difficult things than changing careers, to be honest. And I know that sounds really bad because I'm like a career mindset coach. And I think that a lot of the career coaching space out there really markets on this fear, like it's going to be this big thing that you have to like, um, that will like change your life forever. But it's like, actually changing careers is um, something that you can do that first of all is a reversible decision there are many there are only a few decisions out there in the world that are 100% irreversible and changing careers is not an irreversible decision you could like if I had changed careers decided I didn't like it I could have just gone back right it was not the end all be all of it but it's really important to look at like what are you actually avoiding in making this decision and how is that manifesting into different areas of your career and really at the end of the day what is it costing you right and for me also when I made a career change while the pay grade was more money like on a um in my new career but I was also looking at my earning potential over a lifetime and the lifestyle I wanted to live and I was like if I don't make this career change I'm actually giving up so much more than just the money Right. And because first of all, I, I'm not fueled by money. Like it doesn't, I live, I was getting paid well at my job before and it's not like 
I feel like I need to make a certain salary in my lifetime. I live very comfortably um, below my means with what I make right now and what I was making before. So that wasn't my primary driver, but I was also looking at the opportunities it was costing me on a whole. And so that's why it's really important to think about what you are avoiding when you are overthinking. Now, the third thing I want to talk about on how to stop overthinking in your career is really being able to practice making small decisions, incorporating it into your routine and exercising and building up that decision-making muscle. And that will help you make the bigger decisions. What do I mean by this? When you wake up, you make a decision because you make a decision on what time to wake up, right? You set an alarm. And when you wake up, you decide to brush your teeth, you decide to eat breakfast, and you decide to go to work. Now, when I'm saying this, you might be thinking, oh, but doesn't everyone do that? No, actually, they do not. Some people do not wake up in the morning. They wake up at noon or at nighttime. Some people don't want to brush their teeth and they don't go to the dentist. Some people don't eat breakfast, actually, and some people don't go to work. And really, when we are looking at all of the small decisions that we've already made in our lives, and you might be thinking, well, like, that's not a decision. That's just something I do in my life now. Actually, you decide to do it, but because it's so ingrained in your life, you actually don't register it as decision-making anymore, right? Because those are things that you actually already do on a daily basis, but those are decisions. And when we are aware of that, what happens is that I want you to think about as that as practicing, exercising your and building up your decision making muscle. Decision making is not something that like, there's like a switch in your brain that you just like turn on and off, right? It is something you build and work up towards. So most likely you're already waking up, you're already eating the breakfast, you're already doing the things, right? Um, so um, now you're actually at the stage of your life where you are overthinking the other parts that other people actually make, and I've realized, decide really quickly. Like that choice that I had said about, you know, deciding to send emails out, right, like um, without overthinking them. Some people do that on a daily basis very easily. Myself is I'm one of them now because I've had to really build up to it. So now it's a become a part of my identity that I just dis, um, respond to emails right away without overthinking the grammar or the syntax or the wording of it too much. Of course, I make sure that, you know, I'm, I, I, I proofread it, but also like not overthinking like, what I'm saying, um, is someone going to read this um, the wrong way? Or does this sound right? That type of thing, right? Did I sound too aggressive? Did I sound too nice? Should I take an exclamation point out here and there? I actually have incorporated it into my um, daily routine at work that I just respond to the emails without having to overthink them too much, right? Just the like the way that I just wake up and I brush my teeth and I eat breakfast, right? And so it's important to look at decision-making in this way because we already make decisions. And I think that when you actually look at your life and how many decisions you are making already on a daily basis, right? It, it makes it easier to make decisions in the future because we are actually training our brains to not, um, 
use our like its precious time and energy and resources on those smaller things and, anymore and to not overthink those things anymore that means we can do it in other areas of our life as well and another example that i wanted to add into this is that some of the most successful people out there really pride themselves on being able to make really big decisions and use their brains to make big decisions is because they no longer make tiny decisions anymore in their life because they have incorporated that already as a part of their identity and their routine in life. So that it's like when you're like um, building a muscle, right? And you're carrying weights, right? Like if you have, you know, started with a five pound weight and then you move up to 10 and you move up to 20 and I'm actually not a weightlifter, so I'm not sure if that's the correct increment to increase by. So if you are a health person, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, but like you, you, you know, you slowly build up your muscle on that, right? So once you're at like, uh, let's say 50 pounds or something like that, when you carry a five pound thing, you like literally don't even think any of it anymore, right? You're like, this is super easy. This is nothing, right? So for like, if utilizing that analogy and taking it forward, like if brushing your, if you're a person that can lift 50 pound weights, right? Brushing your teeth is a five pound thing. You don't even think about it. You wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth, right? And um, you might be in a stage right now where, you know, sending emails or um, saying something in a meeting without overthinking it, but that might be like the 15 pound, the 20 pound that you might've struggled at one point of your life. But now when you're, when you are um, further along in your career, because that is a part of your identity, it becomes easier and easier and making decision actually becomes easier and easier. So some of the most successful people out there don't actually make that many small decisions. Like, um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, the late Steve Jobs who are very famous for always wearing the same thing over and over again, but they were and are like CEOs of multi, you know, million dollar companies because they're not utilizing their energy to think about, Hey, like, what am I going to wear today? Kind of thing. Um, they are actually utilizing their brain energy because again, our brain can only do so much in a, in the day, right? And every decision it makes is it working. And so if you're making it work very hard for small decisions, like my pesto decision, like it's not going to have the mental capacity to make and get taken information for bigger decisions. And that's why a lot of, you know, world leaders eat the same things for breakfast and, and dinner every day because, or they have someone else decide for them because they don't want to utilize their brain energy for those smaller decisions that are more insignificant in their life on a whole. So when you are looking at, you know, how to stop overthinking, really think about practicing um, small decisions and building up that muscle over time and thinking about like all the decisions you've already made and you've incorporated into your routine and your life and your identity already and then, you know, practicing that muscle, that weight, and having those decisions you're currently at, just incorporating that more and more to your life so you can make the bigger decisions. So I hope that made sense. I know I rambled on a little bit there. Now, the last thing I want you to think about when you are making decisions and when you want to stop overthinking in your career is ask yourself, what am I waiting for? 
And it's a really poignant question to ask yourself because it it is something like even though we overthink everything, it's not something we consider a lot. And what would would it take actually for you to make this decision? Is it more information? Is it the perfect time? Is it um, someone else's response? It's really important to look at what are you waiting for? Because if you are, for example, waiting for more information, you have to recognize that the information out there in the world right now is endless. You could literally read about any topic forever in any decision-making situation that you might have. And you could look up Google, um, watch all the videos, um, read a bunch of books and articles on that will help you make a decision. Maybe you post something in Reddit or a forum or something along those lines, or you ask all of your friends and your coworkers and your families what they think, right? And when reason why it's so important to ask you this, um, to ask yourself this is when is it going to be enough information and really being honest yourself about that. Of course, there are decisions that, you know, will consider other people. So if you're looking at quitting your job, yes, you should probably speak to your, you know, your partner about that, right? And, um, you know, if you have kids, then that's something you need to consider as well, right? And how it will impact them. But after that, what else, what more information are you waiting for? right? Um, If you're looking at, oh, I need to talk to um, people in the field to make sure I like it about, um, I like that job first. Yeah, that's great. How many people, right? Because literally whatever career you choose, there's probably like millions of people that work in that um, area. How many are you looking for to to speak with? And what information will um, actually um, show you that this is the right path for you or, or that this is Um, the decision you need to make. For example, if your only question is um, to someone who also works in the field is, oh, how much money do you make? Um, uh, What is the environment like? Um, uh, How mark, what's the job market like in this industry? Okay, that's great. Those are awesome questions to ask. How many people are you going to ask that, right? And if it's three, then, and all three people say the same thing, then um, is that enough to make the decision? Really being clear on what you are waiting for is really important in learning how to stop overthinking because a lot of times when you think about it, it sounds a little bit ridiculous, um, the amount of time and effort we put into decisions at work. Like for example, when, um, when I'm writing that email, like I already have all the information. I'm not waiting for any more information, right? Like um, I've already gotten all the responses and I'm making the best decision with the information that I have. And that's an important thing to remember for yourself. And if you are waiting for the perfect time, what I want you to do is look back on your life and think about, you know, a time where you made, you had to make a decision and it might have not seemed like the perfect time at that point in time, but, you know, it things worked out, like um, things happened in a way that you couldn't predict. And that's probably most of your life, right? When you're looking back at your life and you're thinking, oh, well, this I made a decision at this time and then I couldn't predict what happens next. That's just like life in general. And 
for me, in my, and a great example of this is like, I changed careers in February, 2020, literally right before the the pandemic of course now we know the pandemic started a little earlier than that but like right before like the world shut down and I will be honest I 100% didn't know that was going to happen and um I had actually been preparing for this career change the year prior to this so I just didn't I didn't know that all this was going to come down the way it was right and when I look back on that decision, that's one of the times where it really helps me to make decisions in the future because I'm like, I don't really know what's going to happen. I didn't, um, there wasn't a perfect time, for example, um, to start a side business. Um, and I can't, I can't tell you what's going to happen in the future because I honestly, looking back on my life, I couldn't really predict anything that happened um, in the past. Like all, it all was a surprise to me. And when you look back at this, and especially on your career, like maybe when you were younger, you had um, dreams to be something else, right? And then something happened and now you are in a different career path or you've um, pivoted or shifted. And this can be anything in your life. Like this could have been learning about a different career. This might have been family obligations. Um, this could have been like a lifestyle change, right? Um, that you wanted. And so there was no perfect time and you couldn't predict what would have happened next. So it's important to note that you can't predict what happens in the future. Nobody and really nobody can tell you what's going to happen in the future. We can all have like um, educated guesses. We can all have an opinion about what's going to happen in the future, but no one a hundred percent knows. And so that's why when you are looking at um, uh, how to over stop overthinking really ask yourself what am i waiting for so i hope you really enjoyed that episode about overthinking and how to stop overthinking in your career i kind of think that like i overthought the episode if that makes sense <laughs> but and i was like looking back i'm like listening back to it now and i was like i think i like talked too much and i rambled on and but that's just me overthinking and i'm going to follow my own advice that um uh, like overthinking is not going to help anyone. And to recap, first of all, stop beating yourself up. When you're looking at how to stop overthinking yourself, it's really important to look at how you talk to your past self and how you are reflecting on your past decision making. Because a lot of times if we beat ourselves up about our past decision making processes and decisions, then that is how our current self is going to be acting. And that's why we're acting out of that fear because we don't want to feel that shame that um, arises with it. And so to do that, remember to just remind yourself that you are making the best decision with the information you have. The second thing that I talked about is, you know, what situation are you preempting and really diving deep and thinking about what feeling are you trying to avoid? as a result of that situation. Now, the third thing I talked about was really being able to practice making small decisions in order to build up your decision-making muscle and incorporate those small decisions in your routine to be able to make and practice big decision-making. And the last thing that we talked about is really asking yourself, what are you waiting for, right? And being honest about yourself and reflecting on that and giving yourself a hard deadline when it comes to that. Like if you're waiting for a perfect time, okay, that's okay to wait for um, a specific time, but, but giving yourself a deadline by this time then, right? 
So if you don't want to quit your job like tomorrow, by the way, but like then giving yourself that hard deadline, all right, then in one to three months, right? Um, the other one is like, you know, more information. If you're waiting for more information, how much more information are you actually going to be, um, uh, need before you make this decision and really giving yourself the nitty gritty numbers and deadlines for this is so important because then you have something to be accountable to, right? Because a lot of times when we're making and overthinking stuff, it just kind of like swirls around in our head, right? So anyways, Thank you so much for listening to this overthinking episode. I hope you didn't overthink it too much like I did. And um, if you have any thoughts about this, if this is helpful for you, please let me know. I am Kimberly at, on. sorry, my email is Kimberly at worklifemoney.co and I'm on Instagram at worklifemoney.co. Um, my contact information is always in the show notes. And if you're listening to this episode, I would love it if you could take a screenshot and let me know where you're listening from. Sometimes I see my data and I was like, wow, there's people who listen all over the world. Um, but anyways, I hope you found this episode helpful. And until next time, I am always cheering you on. Talk to you soon. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Money in Integrity podcast, I highly encourage you to leave a review at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you're listening from. This helps more people discover the podcast and become a part of this community. Remember, we're all in this work-life money thing together.